Management Research. Hello and welcome to the Management Research Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogdistov. Hello and welcome to the next episode in my mini-series dedicated to the topic of strategic management. Again, strategic management is a very broad field of study and we're going to focus on a few of the concepts to make an introduction to the class, to make it interesting for you. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the role of strategy in a firm's success. And I think not many people understand what is the role of strategy in a firm's success. If a firm wants to be successful, it has to have a very strong fundamental that will help it succeed over a long period of time. A firm cannot be always responding to the change of the environment. A firm has to have a goal. A firm has to know where to grow. People need to know where they go and why they go there. And this is exactly a strategy that helps you cope with this one. So strategy is not only a vision and a mission. Strategy are the complex processes. This is the process of strategizing the so-called, how the strategy is developed. In their book, Grant and Jordan, they write about the successful strategy and the, what I call, three pillars of a successful strategy. What would make a strategy successful? And these are the three things. The first one is the simple, consistent and long-term goals. Simple, consistent and long-term. And when I show this pillar to my students, I usually ask them what they want, what do they want to achieve in the next five years? And I had a very interesting student in the Democratic Republic of Congo who said that in the next five years he would like to become a C-level manager in a bank and he would like to become a father of three to four kids. He had big plans for these five years. And he also wanted to become rich. And I told him, you know, the goal is not really consistent because if you want to have three kids, you won't have time to get to the C-level management because getting to C-level management is the matter of work. You have to work hard and you have to show a lot of outputs and you have to be very skilled. You have to develop the set of skills so you can really in five years achieve a C-level position in a mid-sized enterprise. But it will be at odds with your family. And if you have kids, then probably the next, especially if you have more than one kid, you won't be able to sleep over several months, you won't be able to study, and you won't be able to be highly motivated to work achieving your long-term strategic goals of becoming a C-level manager. Moreover, the goal is not as simple as the student said, because becoming a C-level manager is concrete, but not really simple. That is why it would be simpler to explain how he not just it would be simpler if he said what is the path to the C-level position that for example achieving a new project that will make him to the best candidate for the C-level position this would be a much more concrete and much more simple goal than just a C-level manager that is why the first pillar seems to be simple but is not as simple as many students think the second pillar in a successful strategy is the profound understanding of the competitive environment. And here I ask my students, how to think, who are your competitors on the job market? In my class, I usually make examples both from the career or individual life of students 
and the organizational life. And when I ask them, who are your competitors, they usually say, okay, I have some competitors in my firm. It's like, not really. If you want to grow in your firm, if you want to obtain a new position, you will compete not only against your peers, you will compete about, against all other people who will come to your firm who can just apply for this position. And theoretically, all those who sit with you in one class, they're your competitors. Moreover, those who study business at the University of Innsbruck, one of our competitors, they are also your competitors. They will also apply for the same position. Moreover, as we are in Austria and we speak German, so probably any student who is speaking German and who studied business can apply for the same position. And if your firm is international, then the competitors, the number of competitors will be even higher. That is why before you think about your strategy, you have to think about the competitive environment against whom you will have to compete. Who are your enemies? Who are those who can also apply for this position? The same relates to themes. If you're a firm, think about who are your competitors. And you seldom think when we thought about AI, nobody thought about Tesla. And now we know that OpenAI, that has the same founder as Tesla, became a new player on the market of AI. Because previously we had other firms who competed on the, in the field of AI, like Microsoft or IBM. And now all of a sudden we had somebody who just came from a different field, but very successfully to the field of AI. And as AI becomes popular, it becomes easy to program, more and more people, like small startups, can come to the market. And if they offer an interesting solution, they can become big in very few months. So the competition might be very high. And you have to think about this competition before you develop your strategy, because if you don't do it, you won't be successful. And finally, we come to the third pillar, which is the objective appraisal of your resources. And at the individual level, I ask my students, what are your capabilities? What are you good at? And my students already have a problem telling what they are good at, because if they say I'm good in German or I'm good in business, then actually there are about, I don't know, 30, 40 other people in a room who are also good in business, just because we're all studying the same business class, strategic management class in the business administration online department. And what makes you unique? What makes you different from others? What is your core competence, something that you have and the others don't have? And here it is really more interesting to talk with students and see what they can what they can offer. I think by the end of the first lecture they understand that it's not about knowing German, it's not about being good in math or not be about being good in statistics. It is about a combination of that what they can offer. And we use the case of Lady Gaga to teach them what is a good combination. Let's be honest, Lady Gaga is not the best singer. She is not the best performer, she is not the most stylish model and so on, but the combination of what she did, the moral aspect of her endeavors, the design of her shows, the show itself, dancing, the singing, albeit not perfect, they all contribute to a unique persona whom we know as Lady Gaga. And this is something what makes people unique or what makes organizations unique. So in the event of an organization, it's not about being a good electrician. We have many good electricians. It's about the combination of what you have, different resources, different components, and they can make you unique. And now 
Coming back to the three pillars of strategy, so we have the simple, consistent and long-term goals, we have profound understanding of the competitive environment, and we have the objective appraisal of your own resources. If you think about all the three pillars in advance, then the likelihood you will succeed with your strategy is much higher. The only thing you need to have is the effective implementation of your strategy, because having it all on the paper is not sufficient. You need to implement it. It means you need to start acting, and then it is very likely that you will succeed. I hope it was interesting. Wish you all the best, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.